are we are is it happening right now? Uh, I mean, it can. It, it's recording. It's but recording, but <laughs> I kinda, here's the thing, though. From an undisclosed location, Anonymous with Mike and John. Yep, right? Got it. One small complaint is that pizza time, the foundation of our relationship. Yeah, it's really cutting. This is definitely being compromised by this. We just sort of shoved pizza down our throats. Instead of giving it the care it deserves, because we got a big guest today, that's we want to be ready. You know, I think we do though is after the big guest, we take a little break. Mm-hmm. We have pizza time. All right, I'm I'm already getting myself on a bad foot. I just yeah. let's be positive. Tonight. Yeah, we have a a big guest. Tonight. Big guest. We, we have a, an actual world class comedian, actress, celebrity. Celebrity. People love celebrities, so yeah. we went and found one <laughs> that was willing to speak with us. We got one. It's Mary Lynn Ricegove, everybody. Yeah, this is exciting. And Mary Lynn's going to call at some point, or if she doesn't, I don't know. I won't be surprised, but I will be sad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, should, that should be the name of your autobiography. <laughs> not uh, surprised, but sad. Not surprised, but sad. It would be a shame if she didn't call in as she said she would. I believe in her, though. I do. And uh, if she doesn't, you'll never hear this, folks. We won't throw her under the bus. Probably something happened. She had. Some you know, it depends on how good her excuse is. Okay, that's true. If she has a great excuse, you'll never hear this. What are acceptable excuses for her not calling in? I guess that fire would have. The fire probably a, a pretty one. good one. The fire is engulfing most of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a valid excuse. If she had to join a podcast that actually advertises and that people listen to, yep, I would find that acceptable. Yep. Rival podcast offer. Rival podcast offer. A better podcast offer. Maybe she wants to eat some pizza with a friend. That's important. Ooh, that would actually be really great. That would be Can't good. make it. I'm having pizza with Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Be like, yep, that seems fair. Good idea. That's a great idea. And then what if they start a podcast mm. called Pizza Time with Marilyn and with Patton and Marilyn? It would sound better like Patton and Marilyn rather than Marilyn and Patton. Why? It's ladies first. Well, you know, ladies first, except for when it just sounds better. <laughs> like, say it out loud with Marilyn and Patton. Versus, that sounds great. Okay. I'm going to say it. Now, with, with Patton and Mary Lynn. That is pretty good. I think it works either way. They're okay. both the best. They're both dual syllables. Wait. No, Mary Lynn is three. <laughs> She's got three, yeah. That's why. They're both multiple syllables. That's why you would go Patton, Mary Lynn, two, then three, not three, then two. Why is it always your name first whenever we've done anything together? We even changed our names and it's still your name first. <laughs> That's true. Why? And we both um, just assume, of course, you're going first. No, but it's, a, it's I know it sounds better and it's not just what? because of the ego. Doesn't it sound better? I'm being honest. Anonymous with John and Mike. It sounds, it sounds weird to us now because we keep saying Mike and John. But in the very beginning, if we had said John and Mike, that's I think it's sound. because it's the cuh and juh, the sort of hard counts that sounds are right next to each other. Well, we Mike and John. It just sounds good. We can't use our we can't use our other names, but it was always mm-hmm. you and then me. Mm-hmm. That's all right. You're you're better. No, that's not that was no. I'm 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 not see I'm now I'm troubled because truth yeah. fork, I honestly think that it, our actual names, me first, then you sound better out loud. I do and too, I honestly believe the same here. But I'm, but I'm but I'm wondering if that's just me masking arrogance. I, just, I wonder. They do sound better to me too, both of those. But I just wonder if it's because we, we've gotten used to it, because we just always assumed you would come first. Okay. Well, now that's. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I assumed well, it too. I guess. Did we? Um, <sighs> when we were doing the f- come up with the fake names, mm-hmm. 
I can't remember, were those based on names we liked? No. I, I think it took two seconds, and we just said Mike and John because one of us just said both names because they were just the most boring common names, common names. Guy names. And then what's funny, though, is we probably didn't say who was who, who was who, who, was who, who was which. And so it's we just both assumed. just assumed, <laughs> you must be Mike because it's first. <laughs> I don't know. That is interesting. It's fine. It doesn't matter. No, but it says a lot. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, folks. Celebrity. Celebrity time. Gotta record this. Hello? Hey, it's Marilyn. Oh my goodness, it's Marilyn Rice Cup, everybody. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh my indeed. God. Oh my God. <laughs> Can't even believe it. You. Can you hear us okay? Uh, yeah, I think so. If you, if you can't or if you uh, simply lose interest, you can just leave. And we won't, our feelings won't be hurt. <laughs> no. you are, should I hang up without saying anything? I, think, no, I do I think, think that should. is what, that's what, when you're done, you're just gone. It's just, okay, well, that was Marilyn Rice Cup, everybody. Like, that'll be that simple. Does that seem fair? Okay, well, that was Marilyn Rice Cup, everybody. Yep. Thanks for stopping by. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Hello? Uh, yeah, can you hear us? Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah, I'll move closer to the phone. That's our nice way of saying it's it's horrible. It's horrible. That's okay that it's horrible. Um, hey, we don't want to take no, too much it's of your time. Not bad. Okay. I'm also looking for a um, camping lamp for my son. Ooh. So, is there a big camping trip this weekend? Is this a last minute preparations? No, he has a fort on the side of the house. Oh, so it's it's backyard camping. Yes, and it's uh, the sun's starting to go down. Hold on a second. I found the lamp. I found the lamp, but it's not it's not charged, and I don't know where the charger is. Well, get on that plane, thank you. See, that's called quality mothering. Yeah, yeah well, see, we're both parents as well, which is why we don't do this very often, because it's impossible yeah. to do anything when you're a parent. So I'm curious then, you've been doing stand-up for years and years, but it seems like you've been on the road more. You know, as your son gets older, is there a desire to say, i got to get out and reclaim that part of myself in a way? Well, I never completely stopped. But, like, in the 90s, I guess when you, you knew of me, which is amazing, or you watched Mr. Show, you said in your email? Yeah, but that that's really true. we also watched the late Friday stuff was the stuff that I remember thinking was, oh was really Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's right. So, I mean, that's the 90s, and I was in the alternative comedy scene. I performed a lot, but I never had really jokes or a club act. And as I started getting acting work, I slowed down on doing that. And I would do it, you know, once a month, maybe a storytelling show. And I never really quit. And it just got to the point where I realized I either had to focus on it or let it go. So I focused on it and kind of, yeah, reclaimed, to use your word, and and started for the first time sort of working on jokes and working on an act that would work in an actual comedy club. Um, sorry, I'm bringing out an LED light out in the front that I found. That's why I was hesitating in my voice. Um, How nice is that fort? Is it like a really good fort? It's pretty nice. They found an old desk that was on the curb. And they put up, like, this thick cardboard wall. But now it's dark, and they need light out there. So I'm just finding random things in the garage. Uh, but that's why I got I lost my train of thought. Um, well, now I'm interested in the fort. So did they build so the yeah, fort? yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> is this day one of the fort? This fort. This is, so this is not um, a fort. That, this is great, though. 
You did not go purchase some fancy Los Angeles fort. L.A. fort. For your child. <laughs> you didn't go to L.A. forts and company. Right. You said, hey, you're a man of the people, son. You build your own damn fort. Mm-hmm. Old-fashioned way. Old-fashioned way. You have way. no idea how man, how man of the people I am. It would shock you. I mean, I, I am uh, a queen of Hollywood, but I am surprisingly, <laughs> I don't use my... You don't use your my cloud. My status. I mean, there are diamonds, real diamonds, encrusted in the fort, but that's well, sure. like, yeah. they were laying around. I would have hung up yeah. on you. Yeah, they were just in your bowl of diamonds. <laughs> like you keep a bowl in your the kitchen. Your bowl of mm. diamonds. That's right. And you walk by, you grab a handful. It's in the ju- it's in the junk drawer. It's in the junk drawer. You grab that and the crazy glue. You affix it to the outside of the I mean, fort. The, let's let's get back into let's get back into comedy. I mean, the thing about David Cross and Bob Odenkirk, if we use Mr. Show as an example is that Bob was a very disciplined writer who was coming from SNL. And so I personally was just sort of a whacked out, interesting performer, but I didn't know really what was going on. So I tortured myself for years saying, because all the people I admired, you know, I told myself, you've got to have a writing packet. And I never knew how to do it because I... I just wasn't able to wrap my mind around writing jokes because that wasn't my mindset, but I wanted it to be. And so I, you know, there's a sick part of me that wanted to tell myself, you did it. You did comedy on the road. But then there's also the healthy part of me that wanted to learn how to write better. And I've always performed. So it's a good way to put it out there and make it better you know when you have six shows on the weekend you gotta have something to give them when they're paying so so what was the process of learning how to do that if it wasn't necessarily intuitive to you to write jokes and you were more about the performance how did you that must have been a long journey to get to the point of having a comedy club act or you know actual jokes I, I think I started by writing a one woman show that had serious parts and it had really funny parts and then I was going to take that on the road, and I thought I just didn't want to do that because some parts were like emotional, and like I was sort of over that. So I took the funniest parts, and that's what I started to develop the act from, which was about having a kid and and marrying the father of that kid. It's really hard because I'm in a point in my life where I really like being home, yeah, and I don't mind keeping to myself. But it's really good for me to put it out there and get better at it. It's just a real uh, roller coaster emotionally and mentally, and it takes a lot of work to do it. But there's also, I mean, I got booked uh, my first time on the road at these clubs because people knew me from 24. So the audiences, I would have packed houses, but people just wanted to see Chloe from 24. So I had to talk about 24 for 5, 10, sometimes 15 minutes, and I built material into that, and I had to do that until I could go into my actual material that I cared about. So that was its own challenge. Well, that's that's what I was going to ask. It was very odd. That seems odd to me because, I'll be honest, I'm not familiar with 24 at all. I haven't. I don't think I've watched a single episode. I'm very familiar with a lot of other things you've done, obviously, and... But was it a comedic character on Twenty Four that you played? I, I didn't. I didn't think that was the case. No, I mean that's about the most serious show you can get. I, right. I think that. So why would they expect you know, the that people? I, my feature and the host of the show would 
be excited because the house would be packed and then they would come off stage and be like, your audience is really weird. Because (laughs) they were people that would stay at home and watch dramas on TV who were (laughs) venturing out to a comedy club and didn't know what they were there for. Yeah. And, you know, I have a mixture. I still have, like, some holdovers from that people that just like comedy, even younger people that are versed in comedy. I mean, those are the best kind of audiences, but they're not easy to get at these comedy clubs. Right. You know, a lot of people at my early shows in these more commercial clubs would just want their picture taken with Chloe, and then they would, you know, get to hear about my marriage and my c-section and they were like whoa <laughs> we just you know yeah it's not what we signed up what? for so was there ever moments where you could look out there and actually see someone it's almost like you're being a comedy midwife or whatever like you can see them sort of like oh wait a second this is what it's all about like, oh yeah i mean so yeah some shows would be really gratifying because by the end i would be like wow i really took them on a trip like i had to start by telling someone they were my Jack Bauer for the night and saying all the things so that they could get that out of their system because they were very pumped on that show, which is a great thing with yeah. themselves, yeah. but that really wasn't what I was there for. One night there was somebody younger who was a fan of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I was on, and then next to a 24 fan, and they didn't see eye to eye. And I was like, wow, I'm so versatile. My fans are about to fight each other. And I tried to pit them against each other. That was fun. As you should. <laughs> Gail the snail. Yeah, right? So, because you, you've been involved in a lot of things that people do feel very, very passionately about. When 24 was at its height, it was definitely people that felt very comfortable just telling me, kind of retelling me the plot of the show and, <laughs> you know, where, how much they loved it and how they watch it every, you know, whatever, and they have parties. And um, I've heard a lot of people's stories about how they watch the show. And... But that's nice, you know, when you're on something that people love a lot, it's it's nice to to get that feedback. It's exciting, you know. We uh, I saw a thing because we had to look up Wikipedia, that's what people do when they have to research a guest, right? And I want to say Oh my god, this podcast is hardcore, you guys. The thing I read was that you have a poodle. Well, I hope true? you donated. I, I absolutely donated. did. Uh, all truth. I absolutely donated recently. I've donated no, every lying. time. No, I, I got it. Donated every time you go to Wikipedia. No, like, no every time they've solicited. Every time they solicited. I have absolutely donated to Wikipedia on multiple occasions, including as recent as a month ago. All right, I believe you. There you go. Truth for rules. Good for you. So it said you you have a poodle, because if so, that makes me very happy because I love poodles. My poodle is dead. Oh, that makes me so sad for so many reasons. Uh, Wikipedia let you down there. I love poodles. They're the best dog of all time, right? They're the best dogs. But my dogs now are um, 11 and 12 years old, and the the cockapoo that I have replaced the poodle, and I, I hated this. Don't tell her. She's here right now. I hated her for like a full year because I was missing the poodle so much. I was like, you're not her. And then... And then I got a Briard, so they're they're the greatest. The what's the, what's the second kind you got? It's called a Briard, and you better get involved with this with this breed. It's not very popular here in the U.S. I had a neighbor who was from Czechoslovakia, and she had a dog that had this puppy, uh, and it's pretty amazing. I have an interesting tidbit. You know my what my grandmother's name is? Is it Poodle? <laughs> it's, it's not Poodle. It's Mary Lynn. <gasps> 
It's Mary Lynn. No way. It is, and I've never known anyone else. And she's been sitting on that this whole time. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was just, just waiting for the right moment. That's she, amazing. She never went by Mary. No one ever called her Mary. It was always Mary Lynn. So that's what I think about every time when I when I read about you or see you. Is I think about my grandmother who unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Oh, but, just um, like your poodle. Just like the poodle. I know. Oh, it's just God. a sad podcast. But um, so if you want to be my new grandma, sorry. Just yeah, let me know. All you got to do is send a birthday card once a year with a check, which is the same amount of dollars as my age. So, like, if I'm turning 38, he's got to send me a check for $38. Um, That's all it takes. <laughs> which is adorable, right? Yeah. I feel like you're up for that. Do you go, do you, is everyone call you Mary Lynn or do you just go Mary in most situations? What do people do? Everyone calls me Mary Lynn. If someone calls me Mary, I feel a little incensed. And I might not correct them, but I just feel like you don't know me. You don't get it. Interesting. So I don't is... love my name, but that's like my mom started it, you know? It just is, that's the way it is. I got, I got to deal with it. This is something that just occurred to me. So it's, and it's, it's a weird bit of fan service. But another truth for it, true story, uh, and this is a sad admission, but I, wanna, I genuinely believe that the first time I was aware that L.A., is really just a city built on a desert was with that song yeah. that you and Karen Kilgariff did. Aww. I'm not joking. Aww. I'm Girl, not joking. Girls Guitar Club. I yeah. miss them. I'm serious. It had never occurred to me that like, oh yeah, Los Angeles should not exist. It defies all natural law. Uh, yeah. And this is what happens. And no joke, that silly little ditty taught me something. There you go. Oh my gosh! I, I want to say that's all Karen. She's she's the, she's the brains of the operation, because um, I probably didn't realize it until she said that in <laughs> in, in, in lyric in lyric form. <laughs> she um, thought it was all. I'm amazed that you know all that comedy stuff that you do. That's like, the only thing we cared about. Yeah, it was the only thing we did. Which is not we anything to be proud money. of. Yeah, we pulled our money. Oh my Subscription to HBO. I used to tape late Friday. And stable, and then we would wake up on Saturday and watch it and study it. I mean, like, that is a legit true thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I've, is, I love that. My hat is off to you for, for caring about all that stuff because that means a lot to me. Well, That's and I, and you you're quite welcome. And I, and I recognize the importance of adapting to a larger audience and, and, or just making comedy that works for people instead of for just 20 year old nerds. But I have to say, you're, the opening line you had on that one late Friday thing where you just came out and said, oh, guys, I forgot to tell you something earlier. It was one of my favorite opening lines <laughs> of all time. And I used I to quote that bit. That. I used to quote that bit to people all the time. <laughs> That's right. And I, would, and I used to try to do variations on something like that. I would always try to have an opening line that would put people ill at ease because I thought that was very funny. Um, I mean, we used uh, to, John and I used to watch Larry Sanders and Mr. Show every night together. Oh, yeah, every single night. We literally had all the VHS tapes that we had bought off eBay, and we would, like, get to, we lived together in college. We would, like, eat dinner, make sure our homework was done, and then, like, an old married couple, <laughs> we would kids. sit there, and we would watch three shows in succession, <laughs> Mr. Show, News Radio, and Larry Sanders, mm -hmm. and then it'd be uh, off to bed. Best times of my life. They are literally the best nights. So, and you were a part of all those. That's right. Uh, you yeah, you might know everything I've ever done. By the way, Probably. fun fact: I auditioned for news radio for the part of Vicky. Um, yeah, well, didn't? Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting forgetting her name. Beth. Uh, uh, yeah, Beth. Red hair. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, that was um, you know, for me too. That time when news radio happened, I was like, this is the greatest. So, you know, that was a great time for me too. 
discovery. I just happened to be able to be, you know, a lot of my jobs were performing and discovering, you know, when I was on Larry Sanders, I didn't know what the heck was going on. So I got to sort of learn on the job, which was amazing. But yeah, it was all awesome to me too. That character was named Mary Lou, right? I mean, so who was it Gary that actually sort of said like, Hey, Janine's leaving. We want you to come do the thing that you do and we'll figure it out. Was it him or was it somebody else, one of the producers or how did that come about? Kind of. My my manager uh, played basketball with Gary Shamling and, and Sarah Silverman was in that same basketball group. And there was a show on Comedy Central briefly. I think it only was like one season or a few episodes called Comedy Product yeah. that Janine was hosting. And I did a set on there and that was the tape that he showed to Gary and then I came in to meet with Gary and John Regi, and they hired me from that meeting where I basically just looked at them and was like, I don't, what do you want? What, what are we doing? Because there was no material, and I was just, you know, awkward and laughing, and they decided that that was funny and put me on the show. I knew I was funny, but I didn't know why, and I'm just now starting to figure out what that voice is when Gary Shandling says to you you're funny I want you to be a part of this show I mean it's got to be one of the greatest things that ever happened to you right I mean that I mean Gary Shandling well yes and I I, I, I equally was yeah this kind of completes that thought I was equally petrified but it was just enough that I was like okay I can handle this I know what to do you know it, because I would have a couple scenes per show and that would be a big show for me. I mean, I had a couple episodes where my storyline was featured prominently, but I was sort of thrown in there and I was very green and it was just enough that I could make it work. And I, I had lessons all along the way. I mean, he kind of, he schooled me in, in subtext. He stopped in the middle of a take Gary did and said, what are you thinking right now? And I was like, I, uh, and I didn't. And in that moment, it was he was sort of nicely berating me, like in what subtext was that you are can say something, but you have a completely different inner world and and other things going on. And I was just sort of performing. I hadn't made those choices, so you know I got schooled on the job, and that's how a lot of my stuff was. Well, I mean, obviously you had something that to, for these all these different people to want to work with you and it was just a matter of I guess learning how to harness it but I I just want to split, slip this in before because I, I fear that you may hang up at any moment now and no one would blame you well, yeah, no one I think uh, much like my grandma that you are the nicest person in the world to, to get on a podcast with two people that you do not know a podcast that no one listens to and is not advertised you have literally <laughs> nothing to gain from this and, and only your precious time to waste so if you do hang up I just want to make sure that I, I thank you sincerely first oh that was a good idea yeah thank you I should have done that, too. We should have started with that. Yeah, we should have started. But we didn't. Next Thank time, you. Next you guys, I, it sounds like we're wrapping it up with me. Thank you for the podcast that oh you, for goodness. some reason, are not putting out into the world. Maybe well, you should think about putting it out there. Well, yeah, that's a bad rule. idea, right? I'm already no. regretting that. No, no, Mike, no, this is a Mike and idea. I can no, get no. into that later, but... No, this is a good idea. Here, no, I'd say, I think there's some misinformation. Here's the thing. The podcast will be released. It has been released. We've already put up a few episodes. But what we're doing is we are not telling anyone uh, for two reasons. We want to see... It's a classic if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound type of scenario, right? Uh, we want to see if over time, if anyone would ever hear it without any sort of prompting 
from us or anyone else, right? Because there's literally thousands of podcasts. I'm afraid we already know the answer. Well, we know the answer, but I still think it's an interesting sociological it study. It is. It is. The second thing would be you, the guest, are not allowed to tell anybody you did it, but we will still put your name on it unless you tell us not to, that you were a guest on this thing. So then it becomes a thing where someone Googles you because it's going to happen, and, and then they find that you're on this thing that doesn't make any sense. And to me, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, well, that is um, charming. Ridiculous and charming. Yeah. I'll take and it. I can't wait to see what happens. I'll take it. You have to resist all your urges okay. to take out a billboard. Right, I know you want to call all your friends right now. And you want to make it into a huge thing. Be like, guys, I can't tell you about the wonderful 20 minutes I just spent, well, like 40 with these idiots. Uh, but you can't. You're not allowed to, and uh, but okay. I mean, I I gotta um, cancel the billboard. I got. Yep. I've already reserved. I it. apologize. We would appreciate that. I apologize that it's non-refundable to actually. I'll keep it, but I'll just put the uh, nude photos of myself on yeah. the billboard. Better. Yeah, much better. Much uh, okay. better. Does does what's her name? Does Angeline still have billboards? She's over, dude. I would hope and so. And I don't think anyone really knows the reference anymore. I mean, every once in a while you still see her. She's still there. She's still there. Hey, Mary But Lynn. it's not the touchstone that it used to be. Yeah, but it's because this reference is for people that get it. We're talking to the real believers. Yeah. You got to get it. They got to get you gotta it. You got to get it. Um, so then, yeah, we cannot thank you enough. Uh, our paths will cross again because it's faded. Also because you now, however good you felt about life before you called us, now the fort is lit, the children are happy, and now you have Mike and John in your life, which I can only imagine what kind of light that brings to you within, like metaphorically speaking. Metaphorical light, yeah. Yeah, that's just got to be an amazing feeling that you're going to be now sailing on for the rest of the weekend. So you're welcome for that. Yes, I am lit from within. Yep. Thank you. Uh, my, my one last question for you then is this. Because no one is going to know about this, although it will be published, like if someone Googled Mary Ellen Rice Cub podcast, it would be one of the results. So, without throwing anybody under the bus, which type of Maryland Rice Cub fan is most likely to Google Maryland Rice Cub podcast in 2017? Who's the first weirdo to find this thing? Because you didn't tell him oh, about God. it. 24 or Mr. Show? Is it 24 or Mr. Show? Of the weirdos. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Uh, unclear. Uh, pro- probably not 24. That's good, because we've never seen 24. Um, Perfect. I mean, I would say some kind of comedy fan is going to be looking for That's podcasts, good. I think. That's good. I mean, it's not I good think. for us, because we weren't funny, but it's good in general. It's what we're trying to do, yeah. We're trying to do that as opposed to do a dramatic, real-time television show, so that helps. We get it. it. We get the original Mary Lynn. We're not Johnny Come Lately's. Mm-mm. We've earned this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Okay, bye. nervous when I'm introduced as being on 24 because I have to tell you guys I'm not really a computer genius I know I wasn't really ever dismantling a nuclear bomb sorry and I wasn't ever really hacking into governmental files I was just typing affirmations so I'd be like I'm working on it as fast as I can you look really pretty today Mary Lynn Keep up the good job acting. I love you so much. God, don't make no dirt. Angels and unicorns forever.
ridiculous and charming.